section twenty four of in old plantation days by paul lawrence dunbar this librivox recording is in the public domain silent samuel miss angelina brown was a young woman of many charms every one in little africa conceded that no one who had seen her dash gracefully up the aisle of mount moriah church to the collection table with tossing head and rustling skirts no one who had seen her move dreamily through the mazy dance at the hod carriers picnics could fail to admit this much she was a tall fine-looking girl with a carriage that indicated that she knew her own worth as she did what added to the glamour that hung about the name of the brown damsel was that she was the only daughter of a very solid citizen a man who was known to have both property and money there was no disputing the solidity of the paternal brown as there was no question of his utter simplicity and unaffectedness he had imparted to angelina a deal of his own good sense and though she did not flaunt it she did not like many others born hither side the war disdain the fact that her father had learned on his master's plantation the trade that supported them under these circumstances it is easy to believe that the young woman had many suitors there were many proper and stylish young men in the community who were willing to take the entrancing girl for herself in spite of the incubus of her riches indeed there were frequent offers of such noble sacrifices but angelina was a shrewd high priestess and she found it better to keep her victims in her train than to immolate them on the altar of matrimony so it happened that there were few evenings when a light was not visible in the parlour of old isaac brown's house and one or another of the young men of little africa did not sit there with angelina it was of a piece with the usual good sense that governed this house that slow-going unpretentious samuel spencer silent samuel they called him made one of these evening sitters samuel was a steady-going good-humoured fellow and a workman under the elder brown this may have accounted for angelina's graciousness to him for even when he was in her company he had never a word to say for himself but sat looked at the lamp twirled his hat and smiled this was certainly not very entertaining for the girl but then her father had a high opinion of samuel's ability so she would make conversation and endure his smiles until old isaac would call gruffly to him from the kitchen and he would rise silently and go then angelina was free to entertain whom she pleased for the rest of the evening for the two men did not part until near midnight once with his employer samuel would venture a remark now and then over the something like oily-looking tea which they stirred round and round in their glasses but usually he listened while the old man expounded his new plans and ideas and every once in a while would shake his head in appreciation or pat his knee in pure enjoyment this happened every wednesday for that was samuel's particular evening isaac brown looked forward to it with more pleasure than angelina for as he said when samuel's silence was referred to you needn't say nothing to me about samuel spencer i reckon he talks enough for me and sides dat i allus noticed dat hit took a mite smart man to know how to keep his mouth shut it's a heap easier to talk but there were others who were not so favourably disposed toward old man brown's pet as they called him jim white who was head waiter at the big hotel and consequently widely conversant with men and things said huh old sam go down to old man brown's and set up there for an hour and a half sighed miss angelina her talking and laughing and him looking like a bump on a log 
and this same joke though often repeated never failed to elicit a shout of laughter from the waiters assembled about their leader and anxious to laugh at anything the autocrat of the dining-room might condescend to say others went so far as to twit samuel himself but he bore all of this good-naturedly and without attempting to change his manner until one memorable night it was on the occasion of a great rallying festival at mount moriah church and a large part of little africa was gathered within the church walls partaking of ice-cream oyster stews and coffee as angelina was one of those who had volunteered to help serve the company she had denied herself the pleasure of a gentleman escort and had gone early with her father and mother jim white and samuel spencer were not the only ones who followed her about that evening with amorous glances young men bought oyster stews if she could serve them when they had eaten far beyond their normal capacities old men with just teeth enough left to ache gave themselves neuralgia with undesired ice-cream jim white had about him a crowd that he treated lavishly every time he could get angelina's eye and samuel himself had already accomplished six oyster stews and was looking helplessly at his seventh there is no telling what might have happened had not the refreshments given out and the festival been forced to close the young men and young women came together in twos and took their way home but while angelina stood counting her takings there were no less than six anxious beaux who stood waiting her pleasure of these sam was the nearest and those who looked on were about to conclude that even slow as he was he would reach her this time first and gain permission to take her home when just as a slight sinking of her head showed that her counting was done jim white stepped up and with a bow asked for the pleasure she looked around for a moment and her eye fell on her silent admirer she hesitated and then turning bowed to white the smile died on sam's face and he stood watching them blankly not until her escort had found her wraps and had put her in them and she had said a light good-night to those who waited did sam awake from his stupor there were some titters as he passed out and a few remarks such as aha uh -huh, sam you too slow for jim you got to move and talk faster or you surely was cut out that time but he went on his way though in spite of the smile that came back to his lips there was a determined look in his eyes on the church steps he paused and looked after the retreating forms of angelina and his rival then with a short but not angry huh he went his way home there was in his mind the consciousness of something wrong and that something was wrong his far from dull wits told him neither with jim nor angelina but himself he had a perfect right to speak to her first if he could and she had a right to accept his company he was bleakly just to every one concerned and yet he knew by rights he should have taken angelina home and then the thought came to him that he could have said nothing to her even had he taken her home jim could talk he couldn't the knowledge of his own deficiencies overwhelmed him and he went to bed that night in no happy frame of mind for a long while he did not sleep but lay thinking about angelina it was nearly morning when he got suddenly out of bed and began dancing a breakdown in his bare feet whispering to himself by gum that's it the landlady knocked on the wall to know what was the matter he replied that he had been attacked with cramp in his feet but was better now and so subsided from now on a change took place in samuel's manner of proceeding the first thing that marked this change was his unexpected appearance in the brown parlour on the next monday angelina was entertaining another caller but she received him pleasantly and so far as an occasional reference to him would suffice drew him into the conversation however he did not stay long and so his hostess concluded that he had just been passing and had casually dropped in what was her surprise when promptly at the same hour on the next night samuel again came smiling in 
and settled himself to listen to the talk of that night's caller angelina was astounded what did he mean had he begun to spy upon her and her company wednesday was his acknowledged night and of course he had a right to come but when he turned up on thursday she openly tossed her head and treated him with marked coldness the young man who had the pleasure of sitting out the hours on thursday brought her a bunch of flowers samuel was evidently taking lessons for on friday night he appeared with a wondrous bouquet for one whole week including sunday he was by the side of his divinity some part of every evening the other young men were provoked angelina was annoyed but less seriously than she might have been when she found that samuel had the consideration never to stay long the most joyful one of all concerned was old isaac brown himself when samuel's sets out a courtin he does it just like he does ever thing else huh the way he sot his cap for angie is a caution but the truth of it was samuel spencer was deeper than those who knew him could fathom his week's visit to angelina had not been without reason or result and its object might have been discovered as he mumbled to himself on the last night of his constant attendance well i've heard em all talk but i reckon that little scott fellow that comes on friday nights about the slickest of the lot he'll have to do my talking for me he chuckled a little and shook his head solemnly if somebody else got to speak for me he added i do want nothing but the best talent the next week it appeared that samuel's sudden passion must have burned itself out as suddenly as it had appeared for not even wednesday night saw his face in the brown parlour then was angelina uneasy for she thought she had offended him and she didn't want to do that for he was her father's friend anyway even if he was nothing to her and her father's oh well her father's friend deserved respect so she instructed the elder brown to inquire the reason for the young man's sudden defection and she was greatly soothed even though she did not care for him when her parent brought back the message that samuel was all right and would be round it was not until friday night that he came and contrary to his usual custom he went directly back into the kitchen where he spent the hours with the old man angelina was piqued and she tossed her head as he came in just as mr scott was leaving he sat down and smiled at her for a little while and then he said abruptly i mean all he said she gazed at him in astonishment i mean all he said he repeated and soon after bade her good-night friday night after friday night he came at one hour or another and after scott had poured out his heart to angelina samuel merely whispered in her ear that he meant all that now this was very shrewd of samuel for mr scott was a very eloquent and fluent talker and angelina thought that if samuel meant all the other said he must mean a good deal one night with burning words scott asked the momentous question samuel was in the kitchen with isaac brown at the time his rival was making his impassioned plea angelina bade her wooer to wait until she had time to and when she had gone she awaited the coming of samuel he came in smiling as usual i mean all he said he asserted how do you know you do you do know what he said retorted angelina i mean all he said repeated sam la mr spencer you are the beatenest man if you mean all he said why don't you say it yourself i can't said sam simply well mr scott surely has said enough to-night i mean all he said i'm mighty afraid you'll want to back out when you hear it i mean all he said and sam laid an emphasis on the all he was slowly working his way toward angelina his wits began to tell him what scott had said you ain't never asked me what he said what oh i can't tell you don't you know by this time he had reached her and put his arm around her trim waist i mean all he said 
well then i says yes to you for what you means even if you won't say it and angelina ducked her head on his breast sam's eyes shone and it was a good deal later before he left that night as he stood at the gate he suddenly broke his silence and said i thought scott was never going to get to the question end of section twenty four